0: welcome to the god solution a place where we discuss solid evidence for the christian faith and interviews with leading christian apologists each week you'll be encouraged in your faith and equipped to defend it and share it in your daily life you can find out more about the god solution at god now here's your host nate herbst welcome to the god solution where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about god and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm in the studio today with a special guest. And I'm Luke McKinnon. I'm the pastor of X-Factor Church, and glad to be here. Tell me a little bit about X-Factor Church. We're going to get into some apologetics here and some different issues, but... X-Factor Church, where is it? When do you guys meet? How could people find out more about you?
1: Sure. Uh, X-Factor has the weirdest name of any church ever, um, which is awesome because it gets people to ask questions, and we like questions. And uh, so uh, we are located at 3023 Montclair uh, here in Albuquerque, and uh, we have uh, three services on the weekends. We have one at 6 o'clock on Saturday nights and Sunday morning at 9 and 11. And uh, you can find out more information. Just go to xfactor.church, and can find all the information you need there.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. I've been there. It's a cool spot. It's fun. And I'm glad that you're here with us today in the studio. So Luke and I first met about a year ago doing a conference together on apologetics, and we talked about some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today on the radio then, Mm -hmm. and it just hit me about a week ago that I've never had Luke on the show to talk about this. It's going to be exciting, and more than exciting, I think what we're going to talk about is going to help you understand a good framework for apologetics theology all this stuff because let's face it there are issues that a lot of christians are weak on and shouldn't be weak on right. and there are issues that a lot of christians fight each other to the death on that they have no business fighting right. each other to the death right. on and so we're going to talk today about how do we balance all this stuff and keep it in its rightful place so first of all luke Christians get confused about key issues. What are some that you've recognized and, and heard about? Well,
1: I mean, they, they go everywhere. You look at different churches. They all have different views, different denominations all have different views. You know, some people, you know, you tell them you're a Baptist. You tell them you're a Methodist. They say, well, are you Christian? You know, I mean, that's how divided <laughs> yeah. we've gotten on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, things like, let's talk about Revelations is a great place to start with this because you run into, well, are you pre-trib, are you mid-trib, are you post-trib? Um, you know, are you, are you pre-millennial, are you post-millennial? I say I'm pro-millennial. You know, I'm I'm for the millennium. Whenever it happens is good. Um, But you get a lot of these different (laughs) people. The sooner the better. Exactly. Whenever it happens (laughs) is awesome, but the sooner definitely the better. Um, But there's all sorts of things that people get, and so many times they're not really that big of a deal. I mean, they're important because they're scriptural, but it's not necessarily, hey, you're not a Christian, you're not saved because you don't hold the exact same viewpoint that I do on this.
0: Could you imagine Jesus today (laughs) looking at Christians that are fighting each other to the death over things like this, it's it's crazy. You know, I had a pastor once, he said, I'm not pre-trib or post-trib, I'm pan-trib. It's all going to pan out in the end. (laughs) Right, right, absolutely. Anyway, those are some examples of ways that Christians divide and attack each other over things that aren't foundational to our faith. Right. What about things that are foundational to our faith? Have you heard confusion on foundational issues that we shouldn't get wrong?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like you and I were talking about a little while ago, you know, um, when people say, oh, well, I was praying to Jesus. Oh, wait, no, I mean God. Or it's like, well, wait a second. Is Jesus God? You know, exactly. that's a pretty important thing. You know, is he God or is he not? Because if he's not, that raises a whole other host of issues. So things like that, you know, what is required for salvation? You know, is it, is it just faith? Or is it faith and works? You know, things like this that are, these are worth fighting over. You know, yeah. these are worth having major discussions over. But a lot of times people just assume that we have the same idea about it and we don't.
0: That is absolutely true. You know, we help with a huge music festival in Colorado mm-hmm. every year, thousands of people. And we're always shocked by the number of Christians at a Christian concert that don't know what's required for salvation. Right. I mean, it's it's absolutely shocking sometimes. In fact, there's a, A shirt company that always sets up a booth there Mm -hmm. and they tell people uh something like we'll give you a free t-shirt if you can tell us how the bible says someone can be saved and they'll say at a christian concert after a whole day of talking to people they'll have two or three people that can accurately tell them from scripture wow now maybe that's not always the case or in all situations but yeah sometimes on these key issues there's confusion yep All right, so how do we know what is a key issue and what is a minor issue? You talked about salvation. Mm -hmm. What are those issues that are absolutely fundamental that we just can't negotiate on, and how do we know those compared to other issues?
1: Right, right. Well, you know, the way I look at it is the most fundamental issues that we have, the most foundational issues, are those that we have to believe to be saved. You know, Mm -hmm. everything else we can differ on a little bit, but what is it that we have to do to be saved? So things like... Is Jesus God? You know, that that's a pretty important piece of whether or not we're saved or not. You know, j- did Jesus die on a cross? That's important. Did he rise from the dead? That's important. You know, First Corinthians 15. Paul's pretty adamant that, you know, if he never rose from the dead, this is all worthless. Um, so very specific things about what it takes to be. So is it faith plus something? Mm. Or is it faith alone? Is it what is that? And I think the salvation side of things is where you really get those most foundational issues. And people... They differ on those things, but it's really important that we know those, and we don't argue, we don't debate those things. You know, if we need to get into an argument, those are the best ones to get into, um, but, you know, we can't really go too far off of those and say, hey, yeah, this is a this is a traditional Christian worldview, this is traditional Christianity, if we don't believe those things.
0: So, it's important to be 100% committed to those things that are foundational to right. faith, to faith in Christ, to salvation, and probably... Things that are foundational for the church and things like that, Mm -hmm. foundational for doctrine. Right. It's important that we believe uh, that God gave us his word. Where else would we know about God than in his word? Right. But at the same time, maybe you're saying that we need to have an open mind about things that aren't foundational to the church, to Christian growth, to salvation, things like that. What do you think about that? Is there a place for being open-minded in Christianity?
1: Yeah, so there's a place to be open-minded. You know, um, C.S. Lewis has this great quote out of Abolition of Man. And the first part of it, he says, an open mind in questions that are not ultimate is useful, but an open mind about the ultimate foundations, either of theoretical or of practical reason, is idiocy. You know, this idea that, yeah, we need to have a little bit of an open mind in things, and and it's not that these things are, are truths that are just subjective, but you know, there's maybe a little room for disagreement on how people are interpreting things, again, if it doesn't affect salvation. So that open mind is an important piece of things, for sure.
0: So I can be open-minded about a better understanding of something that's maybe not critical to salvation. Right. Let's take your example, like the rapture, the timing Mm -hmm. of the rapture. I could be open-minded maybe about the timing of the rapture. I want to hear everybody on every side and make the most biblical decision I can as far as what I believe on that topic. But I'm not going to be open-minded on John 14:6, absolutely I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no open-mindedness on that is what C.S. Lewis is saying.
1: Absolutely. You know, there, there's a time and a place to be open-minded. Is, you know, is what he's saying. And you know, salvation issues are not the time or the place. Everything else, eh? You know, maybe a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to divide with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not going to break fellowship over those. Right. Those uh, further down the list types of issues. Absolutely. When it comes to salvation or to basic maturity in Christ, um, I need to be firm on on what's true. Right. All right. So I think that uh, this is a good way of looking at it. I know you've talked about different tiers mm-hmm. that all this breaks down into. That's where our conversation first started. So real briefly, we're going to unpack each of these, but tell me about... These three tiers, what, right. what are they?
1: Right. So the so the three tiers that we came up with are, so tier one is these are necessary for salvation. You cannot be saved and not believe these things. And there's very few tier one issues. You know, there, there there's very, very few. Um, the tier two issues are ones that you need to believe these to have a cohesive biblical worldview. Okay? They're not necessarily requirements for salvation, but it's really hard to have a good Christian worldview unless you believe these things. And then the third tier is going to be things that, honestly, in the big scheme of things are not super important. You can have a good biblical worldview having several different views on things like this. Um, And that is by far the broadest one, and it covers the most issues of all. Um, But a lot of people want to make tier two or tier three issues into tier one issues um, or, you know, vice versa. They want to move them around. But the way I've found it is it's so much more uh, helpful to look at this as, okay, what is exclusively reserved for salvation? That's tier one. That's the most important stuff that we can't think. Because tier two stuff, you can get into some controversial stuff that some people would say, no, no, that's a tier one issue. It has to be. But when I always come back to people is, okay, so is it faith and whatever that issue is? And if it's, You know, if it's not, then it's probably a tier two issue. It has to be a tier two.
0: So tier two doesn't mean less important. I mean, tier two stuff is important for maturity and all this. It's just not maybe required for salvation. Right. Let me tell you a quote from Craig Blomberg that a lot of people have jumped all over his case for. You Mm -hmm. probably know where I'm going with Mm -hmm. this. He says, I am not a Christian because of inerrancy. Right. I believe inerrancy because I'm a Christian. Absolutely. So what he's saying is, Inerrancy isn't a tier one issue. No. You don't have to believe in inerrancy to be saved. You have to believe in Jesus to be saved. Absolutely. But inerrancy is clearly important for Christian maturity. So when you say tier two, you're not saying it's not important. No. It's just, it's not salvation. Right. But as a Christian that wants to grow, this is an important issue for growth. Right. It's not tier three. Right. It's not one of those open-minded, divide-over type issues, but it is critical to growth.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's the very one that so many times when I teach this whole three tiers thing that people often balk at is because I'll say inerrancy of Scripture is a tier two issue. And people are like, oh, no, inerrancy of Scripture, that's so important. And I agree, yes, it is critically important. But it doesn't say that you have to believe that Jesus was the son of God, that he died on a cross for our sins, that he rose again three days later. And if we put, you know, ask him to forgive our sins, he'll save us and believe in the inerrancy of Scripture to be saved. Um, inerrancy is critically important. But it's not something that we have to believe to be saved. Now, if you want to understand what the Bible has to say, you want to believe what the rest of what Scripture has to say, you see the facts, you see the truth, then yes, you're going to believe in inerrancy, and it is super important. But again, not for salvation.
0: Exactly. That's that's a. I think it's—the struggle that I have with that statement is people can— hear it wrong mm-hmm. think, absolutely you know? yeah no that's doubt. that's what's happened with blomberg and lacona and some others too is people have heard that kind of statement and almost had like an emotional reaction what they're saying is this is important mm-hmm. it's just not ephesians 2 8 and 9 right
1: exactly and that's and that's the most critical thing of what we talk about is you know make sure that the main thing is the main thing and there's really not very many main things mm-hmm. everything else is important critically important but It's not this plus that for salvation.
0: So let's say I'm out witnessing, okay? Mm -hmm. And I meet a college student, and they say, I'm a sinner. I know it. My conscience is just rocking me every day. Right. And I know that there is one true God, and I believe that he came to this earth as Jesus Christ, lived a perfect life, and died for my sins. Right. And that there's no other way for me to be saved but to believe in him as Savior and Lord and to trust him as God and to surrender my life to him Mm -hmm. in repentance Somebody comes to me and says that and says, but you know what? I still have some doubts about whether all of scripture is God's word. Right. I'm not going to say, well, you can't take that step to put your trust in Christ until you get those doubts resolved. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to say, believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord, and you will be saved. Just like Paul said in Acts. Absolutely. And now for discipleship. Let's figure out the second tier here. Let's right. help you understand why you can trust God's word and things like that.
1: Well, if we take it to that level, I mean, honestly, any of us who've really took, taken time to study theology, to study scripture, to study apologetics, we've all had those times where we question things a little bit. We look at things we say, hmm, this this doesn't. Seemed quite right initially we dig into it and we're able to get there but you know if we took that sometimes we doubt the the inerrancy of scripture Oh, that i mean that knocked most christians out of the ballpark anyways right there mm. um, because at some point or another we all have that well maybe this number is a little different in chronicles than it is here so it's not in iner- well we have ways to understand that and why it's that way but that's not a salvation issue it's not oh that number's one off well i guess i'm not saved anymore because yeah. i don't believe you know there's so there's issues
0: that's a great example so we need to trust Jesus as Savior and Lord, and then once we've taken that step, now we grow in maturity and all these other issues. Absolutely. Uh, and then we leave the third tier right. up for debate. Yep. I'm not going to break fellowship with someone because they disagree with me over the rapture. Right.
1: right Absolutely. Like
0: okay, so we've been talking about tier one, tier two, two, tier three, and you're defining tier one as salvation issues. Right. So let's talk about salvation issues. We I mentioned Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: So, I mean... Uh, is Jesus real? Okay, let's start. I mean, or, or is God is God real? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there a God? I mean, this one's important to salvation. You know, if yeah. there's no God, then we got a whole other lot of problems. Um, you know, who is Jesus? You know, if he is not God, then there's all sorts of problems with substitutionary atonement, and there's all sorts of issues that come into play. So he's he's got to be that. You know, did he did he die? Mm. You know, again, we can come into you know uh, resurrection stuff and everything here, but did he die and did he rise from the dead? Those are critically important according to Scripture, and we're going to use inerrancy of Scripture. To help us find what are primary issues right mm-hmm. we're going to say the Bible says this about that so we have to understand um, you know if it's we get into problems when people try to make other things primary issues though because mm-hmm. you know sometimes people will say well it's it's jesus plus um, it's, it's Jesus plus baptism it's mm-hmm. Jesus plus something else it's you know it's Jesus plus and that's where you start running into problems
0: and so baptism is a tier two issue agreed right you couldn't be a mature Christian and disobey the commandment to be baptized. Right. But there are ministries and cults out there that are making it a tier one issue. There's one on the campus right now. There are mm-hmm. two, in fact, that are teaching that if you're not being baptized in their churches, right, you can't be saved. Right. Oh, my gosh. So they've just taken an important Christian maturity tier two issue and made it a tier one salvation issue.
1: Right. Well, and then let's play on that baptism a little bit more. Not just baptism, but what mode of baptism. You know, that becomes a totally other issue for people. You know, is it immersion? Is it sprinkling? Is it whatever else? And you get further and further away. See, I would put, again, and we'll we'll upset people, I'm sure, as as I'm so good at doing, but I would put mode of baptism really as a tertiary issue, you know, because Scripture doesn't say, oh, by the way, you're supposed to do it exactly this way, exactly this time, and all of that kind of stuff. And so we can have some differences. It's always about what's in the heart. Obviously, when we look at this sort of thing. So, yeah, baptism has all sorts of different chunks that uh, that fall into different tiers, I think, too.
0: So, okay, tier one, salvation issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, salvation is by grace. It's through faith. Absolutely. It's the gift of God. i got to believe God is who he says he is. Right. It's through Jesus Christ alone. i got to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Yep. What I know about God and Jesus is in his word, so God's word comes into this somehow, Right. into tier one. I mean, obviously, it's important to understand who Jesus is through the word. So, uh, but these salvation issues maybe don't go a whole lot further than those critical issues for salvation. Maybe right. what I would tell that student, I would say, yes, today, believe in Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Yep. Um, just like Paul said Right. right in Philippi. Now, tier two, what are the tier two issues? You're not saying these are unimportant. No. You're not saying these are less important. Nope. You're just saying these aren't required for salvation, Right. but they are required for maturity. You're not going to grow in maturity if you're neglecting these issues. Yep. Okay, so we mentioned baptism. Tell me some other tier two issues.
1: So, again, we, we mentioned inerrancy a second ago. That's a tier two issue. Critically important. I believe in the inerrancy of scripture. Absolutely wholeheartedly. It is important. But what we find is this major problem with people wanting to say, well, you have to believe that in order to believe that Jesus is, is Lord. And I, I, I would disagree with them on that. Um, we get into other tier two issues. Um, when we, when we start digging into concepts of, uh, you know, baptism, again, it becomes a big one because it is, it's important for us to follow through in what Scripture says because of inerrancy. It says we're supposed to be baptized. We're supposed to follow through in that. Um, you know, when we look at the stories within Scripture and we start to see uh, ways that we're supposed to live our lives, things that we're supposed to do. Let's say, this is going to sound funny, but, you know, don't murder. That's a tier two issue. Important, I mean, it's really important, don't murder, but it's a tier two issue because it's not accept Christ and don't kill anybody. It, Moses
0: is probably going to be in heaven, a- right? Absolutely, absolutely. So,
1: so you start finding all of yeah. these things, but they're things that we want to pick out, you know, yeah. that, that we want to make into maybe bigger issues than they really are. Yeah, I get it. So, so that becomes a big part of it when we, when, and a lot of legalistic stuff comes into tier two. Okay, that uh, tier two is a lot of the legalist uh, stuff. And tier
0: three, I'm guessing and, too. Tier three yeah. for
1: sure, no doubt. But a lot of people because they try to elevate these things to tier one.
0: So let me let me kind of take it this way. But before I go any further, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the God Solution. You can find out more about the God Solution at Godsolutionshow.com. I'm interviewing Luke McKinnon, who's the pastor of X Factor Church. You can find out more about the X Factor at X Factor Church. Absolutely. We're talking about different tiers of doctrine and theology. Luke is defined for us, tier one, as being whatever is critical for salvation. If you are in the middle of nowhere, and I've trekked in villages in the Himalayas, mm-hmm. in Nepal, mm-hmm. where the whole village came to Christ from a trap. Right. And now a church formed, and all they have is a tract. Right. They don't know any Tier 2 issues, and they don't even have a Bible. Right. But there are brothers and sisters in Christ who have believed in Jesus as Savior and Lord. Absolutely. So Tier 1, what's required for salvation? Tier 2, what's required for maturity? Well, part of the reason I went to some of those villages is they weren't growing in maturity because right. they didn't have God's Word. Right. So the importance of these Tier 2 issues, doctrinal fundamentals. Right is important right and then tier three you're about you're going to eventually get to that in mm-hmm. a short amount of time today right right but some of those issues so tell me about some of the tier two issues what are some of those fundamental for for doctrine fundamental for christian maturity fundamental for a christian worldview kind of issue sure
1: so let's take ideas like sola scriptura mm-hmm. right that are uh, that god speaking to us really is through scriptural and that's his revelation to us and that is that's a Critically important. It's super important that we understand that. It's not that plus tradition. It's not that plus uh, y- you know, dogma. It's not any of that. It's just this. But it's a secondary issue because it, it, it is not something that's required for salvation. Um, we can take things like evangelism and discipleship. Mm absolutely critical Mm -hmm. to a Christian worldview. If you want to be a mature, growing Christian, according to what scripture says, we need to be evangelizing. We need to be discipling, but it doesn't say faith plus evangel. You know, once you reach this certain number of people that you've led to Christ, then you can be saved. Or it's not because, you know, you have this many disciples, you're going to be saved. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of these things that are critically important that we find are secondary issues, and we should be doing these. And these are things that if we have disagreements in the church, we need to have serious discussions about these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are serious matters um, for us to discuss about, you know, how how are we supposed to be living out what scripture tells us to do? What is supposed to be the fruit from those tier one issues of salvation? And otherwise, we're not going to have that comprehensive worldview. I can't say that I'm a, uh, I'm a Christian, and but I really don't believe anything else the Bible says, and really have a good solid Christian worldview about things I have to say okay I have to believe I need to believe this and this and this for it all to make sense and to come together
0: in a sense a disregard for the tier two issues would probably be evidence that somebody hasn't made it to tier one yet right right (laughs) Right? probably
1: or or they're super super confused right or or very 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 young right absolutely
0: so uh so far what we're saying is let's say someone is a non-believer and they know they're a sinner and they believe that Jesus is who he says he is, Mm -hmm. that he died on the cross for their sins, and they want to trust him as Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything else figured out on Tier 2 yet. They don't know much theology or doctrine. But Tier 1, they can believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord and be saved. Now, Tier 2, there are certain things that inevitably follow that are important for a worldview that's developing, a Christian worldview. Things like the inerrancy of Scripture, Mm -hmm. things like following the lord and obedience and baptism and evangelism right. and discipleship and fellowship right. its critically important that someone plug into a local church no doubt but that's even a tier two issue absolutely
1: right yep. you no can doubt. be
0: saved without being a member of a church absolutely but you're not going to grow in maturity no no of course not right <laughs> so you need to get plugged into a church yep okay so i hope the listeners out there are getting this <laughs> right and uh and if you're mad about it get mad at luke yeah, no, e- just yeah email me i'm good <laughs> no but I think this is all uh, absolutely biblical. What sure. must we do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus, you and your household, and you'll be saved, right? right. Absolutely. It's tier one. Uh, tier two, what must we do to grow? Right. Well, we've got to believe in the Lord's word that he's given us and right. uh, follow him in obedience, things like this. Now, what about tier three issues? What are those issues that really, they're not required for salvation, and they're not required for Christian maturity, Right. Necessarily.
1: So tier three issues, I think, often cause more splits among churches and Christian fellowship probably than any of the other ones combined Mm -hmm. because it's a huge area of stuff. So, I mean, one of the ones I always use is, you know, we've heard of churches that split over the color of the carpet they're going to put in the church. Okay. That's definitely a tier three issue. It doesn't matter in the least bit what the color actually is. Right. But we we divide over things like that. Um, We talked a minute ago about, you know, are we pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? that kind of stuff. It's, it's important because it's in scripture, but it's not necessarily important in so far as, you know, well, Nate, you know, because you're different than I am, we can't talk. We can't have anything to do with each other anymore. You know, it should never come to that, to that level. Um, versions of the Bible. This is another one, you know, um, that, you know, this is the only right version. This is the only, uh, uh, real version of what God's trying to reveal to ourselves. That's another major third tier issue that causes a lot of problems. Um, Apologetics is chocked full of Tier 3 issues. They're important because we want to be able to have the, the right, correct understanding of what God's revealing, what he's teaching us, what he's showing us, but they can cause major divisions. Um, so you get into creation stuff. I mean, you want to talk about a lot of third-tier issues that come into play, um, but a lot of people try to elevate those mm-hmm. to second-tier issues or maybe even first-tier issues at times.
0: Yeah, you, there's. I, I hate to say this, but... We recently interviewed Dr. Hugh Ross, Mm -hmm. who is an old earth creationist. Right. And uh, the poor guy says that he is treated more honorably and fairly by the evolutionists (laughs) he debates than he is by the young earth creationists he debates. Right. I don't care where you are on the young or old earth spectrum. Who who cares where you're at on that spectrum? Right. If you're attacking your brother in (laughs) Christ or even questioning their salvation over that. Right. That's a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. a big Tier 3 problem. It is.
1: And, and it happens constantly like that, though, with, with all sorts of different issues. You know, the church should be unified. Yeah. But what we're often known for is our division. And those things often come out of Tier 3 issues. You know, we find these things that we hold on to, and we sometimes have to step back and say, okay, is this that big of a deal? Well, if it's not, then we need to be careful, and we need to be real careful and look at people. Hey, we're actually supposed to love each other. We're supposed to care about each other, Um, and and maybe that person has some good point that they need to bring up, and we want to hear it, and we want to discuss it, and we can have debates, and we can have uh, these times to come together and and, and look at different sides, but ultimately it shouldn't divide us. It should never divide us.
0: So tier three issues are not issues that we just disregard and say, ah, no big deal. Right. These are important issues, and they are issues that maybe there's division in the body of Christ over. Right. And we need to make a commitment to loving each other in spite of differences on those tier three issues. Um, but at the same time, uh, doing due diligence to learn about them. It's important of, that we study these issues. Of and try to get a better understanding of what God's Word is saying on these issues. Absolutely. You know, the quote that I'm reminded of is, uh, I guess, uh, back to Augustine. Right, right. He said, in Essentials Unity... In doubtful matters, liberty; mm. in all things, charity. Yep. And if we if we miss that as Christians, we are in front of the world, displaying for our for all the unbelievers that are watching a pretty bad example. Yep. You know, one of the one of the most famous examples of this in recent times is Ken Ham and Pat Robertson. <laughs> okay, Ken Ham being on the young earth side, Pat Robertson being on on the old earth side, right. and these two absolutely viciously attacking each other out in the public sphere. Right. I believe that you're both brothers in Christ that love the Lord and want to know his word and defend it. Could we at least start with loving each other, right? right? Jesus said that was a a pretty high up tier two issue, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Evidence of tier one even. Definitely. So uh, get that straight and don't attack each other and divide over tier three stuff.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We had a lady one time came into our church and uh, we were serving hot dogs to the neighborhood. And she was adamant that I was going to hell because there was pork in those hot dogs um, that we were serving to people. And I mean, but for her, that became a tier one issue because she said, you know, because of this very minor issue that she saw that I was not saved because of that. And so, yeah, we have to go to unity. It always has to be unity. starts with love, unity. We can disagree, but we can agree to disagree and it's all good.
0: Yeah. Well, Luke, I think it's been clarifying. I hope it has been for the audience. So I want to end on the tier one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is important to both of us. It We're is. We're in ministry. Yep. And I want to get to heaven and see uh, a whole lot of people there. No doubt. <laughs> Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. If you're in ministry, I hope you share that passion. Mm-hmm. And I know Luke and I both do. And that's where I want to end with. You know, tier one issue. Have you believed in Jesus as Savior and Lord? Sure. If not, why wait another day? In fact, I would ask you to take that step today and maybe even to tell them that in prayer. Say, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are and that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. Today I want you to be my Savior and Lord. That, that prayer isn't what saves you, but believing in Him as Savior and Lord does and that prayer is a great way to verbalize that. You can get this show and all of our past shows at Godsolutionshow.com and my encouragement to you is share your faith. Make that tier one issue the most important thing. There are a lot of people that need to know who Jesus is and how to be in right relationship with God. Definitely. And so to, to focus your life on that is not a bad thing. Number two, I encourage you, grow in the tier two stuff. Yep. Know what is fundamental for Christian maturity and grow in it. And make that important. I wouldn't say maybe to divide over it, but right. I would say to make that critically important. And maybe there are some issues there where you do break fellowship over. Sure. Tier three issues, I beg you, don't divide over those no. or blow up your brothers and sisters in Christ over them. Yep, absolutely. Any last uh, words before we close it out?
1: Nah, just show love. That's what the world needs to see. They need to see the church loving each other before we love them. So,
0: All right, well, thanks again for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Like I always say, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to The God Solution with Nate Herbst. We hope that you were encouraged by what you heard today and are better equipped to share Christ this week. You can get the audio from today's broadcast and all the past God Solution shows at godsolutionshow.com. Thanks for listening and being a part of the God Solution